Welcome back, everybody, to the Blazer Victory Podcast. John Duncan here, and I'm joined, as always, with my co-host, Darian Smith. And guys, UAB was able to get it done on the football field yesterday, 41-21 to over the North Texas Main Green, which allows UAB to improve to 5-5 five and five on the season and 3-4 and four in Conference USA, just needing one more win these next two weeks to get to bowl eligibility. But Darian, what a game, man! I, I don't even know where to start. I guess I guess let's start here. How about Debo getting the single season uh, touchdown rushing touchdown record seventeen for this year, breaking uh, Spencer Brown's record, and also just having a tenth straight game having over a hundred rushing yards. And you know, I don't even think he was the best back on the field yesterday, <laughs> and that's crazy yeah. to say. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know he um he reached over. 100 yesterday, um, to yes. be honest, because he was um, – him and Skull was really splitting those carries. Um, Dude, we need to talk about Skull, right? Like, hey, that's great for Debo. Debo, another good game. But, hey, I think Skull played his best game of the year by far yesterday. Yeah, Skull is very – is a complete back. Like, he, um, he was finding the holes. He was accelerating through. Had that ball wrapped up tight. Wasn't missing any blocks. Like he, I don't know, man. He was just Johnny on the spot. He's like he was. He's like the Grayson Cash of offense, right? Yes. Just where he's supposed to be, just making plays. I'm glad at the end we were um, able to get him one. Um, because of course Debo is about two fifteen, two twenty. Of course Debo is the better goal line back. So it just makes sense to put Debo there. But um, I'm glad we were able to get school one at the end. But he was he was extremely explosive. His vision was on display yesterday. Um, he was a patient runner. He let he let his blocks form, and then bam, he a cutback. He just yes. and as an offensive lineman, you love when the back correctly follows your block, and you see him boom, they're gone. So <laughs> I, I think his vision and um his acceleration really. Um, was on display. He made all the right plays yesterday. Right. Skull ends up 24 carries for 150 yards. And as Darian just mentioned, got that late touchdown. Um, good good to see him get on the board. And, of course, Debo had three rushing touchdowns today to break the season <laughs> rushing uh, touchdown record for UAB. Uh, but overall, 21 carries for 120 yards. But, yeah, definitely, you know, as I just mentioned, Skull, best game of the season. It was great to see him get going. Um I don't know if maybe something was bothering Debo. Um, I mean, he still ended up getting 21 carries, but I don't know. Maybe I'm looking in too too into too too deep into things. Um, but hey, when you when you've got Skull performing the way he was performing yesterday, I mean, you got to give him more carries, and that's exactly what Bryant Vincent did. And man, also another guy that was great to see back on the field, Dylan Hopkins. Now the stats weren't great. 15 to 23, hey, 234 still, one touchdown. But you like that zero interceptions. Um, it, it was great to just have, uh, you know, our leader back on the field, Darren. QB1 was back yesterday. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm trying to tell everybody when Dylan Hopkins, like, hey, DeMar Jackson. When he, <laughs> yes. When he's on the field and he's healthy, like, I can feel it and I can see it, the type of quarterback He's transformed into um, – he is confident. He makes good decisions. Um, one throw, we were scared. He kind of threw it in the coverage, and bam, it was 
It was um who was that that caught that yeah, pass? Was, hell of a catch from Fred Ferrier. Yeah, yeah that was the Fred Ferrier across the middle. We were like, oh, oh, no, no, oh go, 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 go. <laughs> right. But, um, but yeah, um they could have easily been um two touchdowns if it wasn't for a BS oh. holding call. That was a crap call. You know, they called <laughs> Rudolph on that holding call. Like we were looking at it on the Jumbotron and I mean, he let go of the guy's left shoulder. Like, when you let go, like, you shouldn't call. If he would have held on to it and completely turned the defender around, then, yes, you throw the holding flag. But that was messed up. And there was also a uh, pass interference call on defense for UAB that I still don't know how they called that. I don't know. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, that was a – that one. I forgot about that one. The phantom Mm -hmm. call. Yes. Those two, like – I'm going to go back and rewatch the film today, but those two, like just watching it in person and then watching the replay on the Jumbotron, like, I, I don't agree with either one of those. No, horrible calls. And, you know, um, I remember when they called that on Rudolph. Um, number 13 was the guy he was blocking out. Like, dude, just need to get in the weight room. <laughs> right. <laughs> dude, like, you can't, you can't throw a flag on the dude because he's being bullied. Like, that's stupid. This this is football. But anyway, like just going back to Dylan, um, I think his command um, and presence over the team. I just I really do think this season goes totally different is if he doesn't go down. I but agree. Uh, yeah, he. I don't know. It's like he he exudes a, a type of confidence that um, that you can feel coming from the team, coming from him and it come through the team. And I just feel like we I feel like we perform different when he's out there. I don't know. I think it's his command on the on the playbook at this point in his career, mixed with his talent. But um I feel more confident when he's out there. And so I know that I know the team does as well. And I feel like the playbook is uh more open. Even though Zeno did have a really good game at UTSA and I think he probably just needed time and just needed, you know, we probably should have been getting him ready, but it's kind of hard to do that in, in the season. So, yeah, good game from Dylan again. Definitely. And, hey, you look at the offense yesterday, Darian, um, total yards 505, but the key stat was UAB converting 13 of 17 third downs. And mm. then, you know, go for it and go, going for it twice on fourth down and converting one of those. So UAB did not have to punt the ball one time yesterday. Oh, wow. That is crazy, and that's what, like, if anybody from the uh, SID department is listening, I don't know if that's ever happened before, if UAB's ever had a game, um, at least if they won, that you know where they didn't have to punt against an FBS team. I would be uh, interested to see if it has happened before, but I sure as heck can't remember it happening before. Um, and, and you kind of hate it, Darian, because, um, you know, it's senior day. Kyle Greenwell, our fantastic punter, doesn't get to hit the field on senior day. But, hey, but I bet if you asked if you asked him, I'm sure he would agree to where he wouldn't want to get out there and punt. That, that just means a good day on the offensive side of the ball for UAB when your punter doesn't have to hit the field one time. Yeah, I, th- I think punters understand that nobody ain't really here to, like, see, see us punt. You know, <laughs> right. like, oh, dang. But it's, it's like one of those things, to like, if we do have to punt, Okay, well, do your thing with it. Let's see if you can, you know, get pin pin them, pin them within their ten or their five. You know, if we have to do it, that's cool. But I ain't here to no. <laughs> see how well we're gonna put. But I'm glad, you know, that's that's a that's a good that's a good uh, send off if you ask me for Kyle. Um, 
Man, I'm just proud of, of the team as a whole, you know. Me too. Like, they they showed they wanted it to the or yesterday, which is really good to see. Yeah, it was good to see that wheel. I was questioning to see if they were still going to have that fire or were they going to be like, eh, you know, season's over. We can't reach our goals. But no, they, they came out, set the tone from the beginning with um, – Vordrick Bynum on that blitz. It was a great yes. it was a great call because we as a team we don't blitz too much, but we sent that that corner, that slot corner blitz right on the money, bam, he wasn't looking. Mm-hmm. Recovery, Kelly Sanders, who I think um you pointed out, I think Kelly Sanders ended up getting hurt sometime in the middle of yeah. Yeah, I must have missed it. I'm going to have to go back and watch it. Yeah, but he was in a sweats uh for the second half, so I don't know what happened. Um but yeah, I definitely agree on Bynum. Uh, having a career day, you know, had eight tackles, two pass breakups, and two TFLs, and a sack and a forced fumble. I mean, Dang. Uh, <laughs> that, what, what what a way to go out on senior day, yeah, for Devontae Bynum. Yeah, that's like Madden stats, like uh, right. <laughs> I didn't realize that he had such a dominant game on defense. He did. He was everywhere. Like he almost a perfect game for Bynum. Um, and a couple other guys I wanted to mention for on the defensive side of the ball that had a heck of a day was a uh, again Noah Wilder he got six added six more tackles um, to help move him into third place on UAB's career tackling list, um, but also Tyler Taylor man nine tackles like it, it just felt like our linebackers it felt like our defense as a whole like shut them out shut North Texas out in the second half you know they had twenty one at halftime. But shut them out in the second half. Uh, going uh, UAB outscored North Texas twenty-four to nothing in the second half. Just a dominating game. And honestly, Darian, and you know, um, one more quick stat for the defense too. They held North Texas to just two hundred and sixty-four total yards. And coming into this game, I mean, this is one of the most explosive offenses in Conference USA. And UAB really kind of took them to them. Like UAB proved they were the more physical team. UAB won in this game more than North Texas, I believe. Um, but going into what I was going to say, Darren, I want to give a huge shout out to Brian Vincent and that coaching staff. And we were talking during the game. This team, this coaching staff made adjustments coming out of halftime. And it sure as hell showed on the football field. Yes, uh, they, they made a lot of adjustments. And I want I, it was something I want to ask, uh, you know, about this, this coaching staff as a whole. But first. Get to like the on plate, the on field things. Is you know we go up fourteen zero. We start off quick. We on fire. We get the ball out. You know second half, and they score twenty one straight. You know mm-hmm. it seems like we can't really s- stop their running game. Um, they they're hitting us with play action. That out UAB UAB in like you know they're right. They're you know they are uh, consistent running the ball, and they can hit us over the top. Um, Dvorak Bynum did get mossed on one play by Jair Shorter. Yeah. Um, you know, they they seem like they have it clicking. They got all the momentum. You know, we managed to uh, get a field goal, you know, to kind of curb <clears throat> their enthusiasm, per, is, per se. You know. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, you would go into halftime. It's 21-17. Um, we kind of stymied. We kind of kind of just – Slowed their momentum. Oh, my Lord. We kind of slowed their momentum. So then, you know, we come out. And 
like you said, we made these adjustments. One thing that was happening was, especially first on defense, we were we were leaky. I was wondering if we just couldn't hold up to them um, defensively, especially at run game. Were they bigger and stronger, more physical? But uh, we came out and we were able to get them in third and three situations. Mm-hmm. And then once we got them in that situation, it was like we we made we dictated what they did. We would send the guys so they couldn't get those first downs running the ball. So, you know, we run that three down front to where it's kind of conservative. Well, we we made that three down. We walked the linebacker down and we sent the safety or we sent the linebacker. Like we were we were plugging up those holes on third and three and fourth and two and all of that stuff to where they couldn't get those little cheap first downs and and that really killed there. It's like we once we started dictating what, what they were gonna do, it really killed them. Um Yeah, they couldn't the, do any they couldn't do anything once we started doing that. And they, they kind of looked surprised when we started doing that. Yes, because we've been we we've been kind of a conservative defense most of the year. Like I know we said we talked about the blitz and the sack fumble by Devorja Bynum in the beginning, but a lot of the times we don't blitz until you know, kind of special situations, third and elevens, or something like that. We'll we'll hit you up sometimes with that with that uh, linebacker blitz between Noah Wilder and Tyler Taylor. But we we don't do much besides that. Shoot, this game we was kind of filling in those gaps, playing up. Will Bowler was coming down, making tackles around the line of scrimmage. Hey, he made that key stop on that fourth down that stopped when Ani ran that quarterback uh, power to the right, and he came in yeah. from the, the side and hit him. Yeah, that was a key, key moment in the game. Right, like guys, like, so that was one, uh, a good adjustment. And But then the other good adjustment was when we noticed when we was running our patented stretch run play. Oh, yeah. They, they were crashing their end so hard. So you wonder why we kind of, you know, it seemed like momentum slowed up. If you watch, go back and rewatch. I can guarantee you, you can see that end was just ignoring Dylan mm-hmm. and just screaming. So soon, soon as they realized it was stretch run, the backside end. So if they were running left, it was the, the, uh, the right side in, and then vice versa if we went the other way. Right. Crashing down, crashing down the line, and every time we, we would try to make that cutback right there, you'll see we'll get stood up, boom, boom, boom. Well, we start, we made, I was like, we was wondering, was like, is it gonna, we, are we going to make adjustments? Because we kind of ran into a brick wall. We did it a couple of times. It was frustrating to see in the first half. Man, we came out in the second half, and we started running straight at them. Mm-hmm. And it was like, you know, it caught them. I I don't know if they. I don't know why it caught them off guard because we literally we was just running regular zone instead of stretch zone, right? But that just opened up lanes and stuff. And to me, that was that was, but that was a great adjustment because we're so known for that stretch run, right? It was cool to see Brian Vincent. Make those adjustments, and then it was cool to see him let Dylan work and get him get some uh, dial up some good play action passes for Dylan. We got a couple shots across the middle. What about Tajon Palmer, man? When ooh, he... ooh, we didn't know he was that fast, man. <laughs> yeah, I thought he was more of an athletic kind of position guy. Yeah, but man, he turned on the burners there for that seventy-five yard catch. Yeah, like I thought they were going to stop him, and then it was like, whoa, hold on. <laughs> like, yeah, that looked like a four four or something like that. But 
Yeah, it was cool to see that coaching staff make the necessary adjustments, especially in the run game, you know, to get to get the run, running backs going. And they could not – they didn't adjust. It was a slight, very slight um, adjustment um, in that point on the offense. And this, this game, especially in the second half, was so, so well called. It was. Oh, and then we got to mention we complained about the tempo. Hey, they hey they sped things up today or yesterday. That was good to see. There wasn't no waiting around 20, 30 seconds to get the play calling. They got lined up and got the play in. And I don't know. Hey, do you think maybe maybe we were a little too critical the last couple of weeks? Do you think maybe having Dylan out there helped? Like, oh, of course. So yeah, I, I I could tell. Like, and you mentioned it earlier that the team or the offense looked a lot more confident with Dylan out there. So that that could have been the issue all along. Like. Yeah, maybe BV in the last couple games was taking a little too long to get the play call in, but maybe it was just, you know, not having Dylan out there to relay the uh, call to the whole team. Well, I think we were doing it before Dylan went out. Um, If I can recall, like, I remember back in, you know, like during the Rice game and stuff like that, we we were getting the play call in super late, Um, and it was frustrating to watch. in this game, you can see that they made a concerted effort or it felt like it because that play clock was at, like, 15, and we were already getting ready to run the play, and we had right. guys down and set and able to look over the field. I was so proud of our tempo. Um, yes. You know, we just had time, and that's something I feel like this offense need. We need time to kind of see where everybody's at so we are all on the same page, but – I saw, I saw that. I saw the tempo doing really well. It, it it started a question started forming in my head, John. What's that? All right, just just stick with me, you know. Okay. Did did we watch have we been watching Brian Vincent success successfully grow? Did I he, think did I he think grow this year and we you know if we think about the circumstances, what in July he realized he was the head coach? 100% agree. I, I think so. And I think especially, you know, even back to last week, you know, losing to UTSA, but that second half, you know, he called and made adjustments. I, I, I'm so proud of this coaching staff, you know, and we've got to give credit where credit's due. And, you know, sometimes are, are we critical of the coaching staff? Of course we are. You know, we, we lost, what, three games in a row, and there were three games that UAB – could have, should have won, but hell of a game called North against North Texas for Brown Vincent was able to make adjustments last week. UTSA second half, darn near pulled it off against the Roadrunners. You know, hell of adjustments made in the second half, and that is a credit to a good coach. So we will definitely say that Brown Vincent throughout this year, especially these last few weeks, through tough circumstances, losing your QB one was able to make adjustments. And honestly, too, Darren, like you talk about just kind of running right at North Texas, that's what North Texas likes to do on offense. Like they love to run inside zone, straight downfield to you. And you would maybe give, it, give them a dose of his own medicine, man, just straight up, up the middle. And credit to BV and Henshaw and that coaching staff, like they were able to make adjustments and kind of realize like, hey, this outside zone or this stretch play hadn't been working all day. You know what? Screw it. We're just going to go straight down downhill at you. And that's exactly what they did. And Skull and Debo, that offensive line did well, other than the two false starts. But, hey, we'll take just two as opposed to, what, four or five. 
Uh, so we're not going to get into that a whole lot. But, yeah, hey, total just to- second half was um, darn near perfect for this uh, UAB team and definitely give kudos to the coaching staff. And you even look at penalties overall, just four penalties for 35 yards uh, yesterday. Great. And two of the and two of those we were just talking about were kind of iffy, the holding call and the defensive PI call. So you take those two away, and that's just two false starts in a whole game. And I don't think UAB blew a timeout. Uh, well, no, they t- I think they took one in the second but half. Yeah, we but took one, but it was unnecessary. It wasn't a blow, you know. Ex- exactly. So, yes, I'm glad you brought that up, Darian. Huge shout-out to Bryant Vincent and his coaching staff. Got it done on senior day for these seniors. So, super proud of this team and coaching staff. Yeah, that's why I posed this question. You know, I'm like, hold on, let, let's calm down and let's think about it because this is a guy, first time being a head coach, mm-hmm. period. If you think about if you think about this year, this season in halves, now we still he still has two games left. And I do think this LSU game is gonna prove something, even though, you know, more, more than likely we're gonna be out talented. But I'm wondering right. if we can see some of the growth of the coaching chops. Would are we able to get our guys in position to, you know, make a game out of it? Like we well, ain't nobody about to lay down, you know, when when I played Side note, when I played against the, the Tennessees and the Mississippi States, when I played, I didn't care who we was playing. It wasn't like, oh, man, that's we're about to lose. I was like, man, I'm about to dominate. I think this is a good a good chance to put on some film since they're supposed to be so good. Mm-hmm. I'm going to show these scouts how I can beat their butt, too. Like, right. it, ain't, it ain't no difference. So as a player, and I know I know as friends and as analysts or whatever you want to call it, we look at it and say, well, oh, man, they, they got so much more talented. But as a player, you're like, man, you're going to have to show me. Like, <laughs> we're right. going to have to get on the field. So as a coach, you coach that game to win when we go to LSU. Coach it to win because those players should have confidence in themselves that they're going to win. Mm-hmm. But anyway, side note, um, it just makes it tough because I feel like he's grown. Like, what he's able, what what he was able to do. It's UT, UTSA with a backup quarterback and how much we growth we showed during that game. Um, if And then I do, I hate to go back to it, but we did lose. We haven't lost any game by more than seven points. Right. Um, but I felt like in those early games, especially Rice, um, I think we saw a, a a a young coach, a young head coach that didn't have any experience that was blowing timeouts, like mm-hmm. that couldn't get play calls in. That seemed indecisive. That kind of seemed very. He seemed very stubborn. He didn't want to make changes. It was always trying to like, I'm gonna show you this is our identity. We were gonna try to out identity you, and it's kind of like, no, we need to change what we're doing. <laughs> it's like, yeah. you know. Right. But if you look at the second half, we just talked about it. He, he was, he's been good on his timeouts, and he's been very much more decisive. I was looking at that game and how we were getting those plays in, and sometimes we, we got the plays in, so we were able to do check for me. And it was like, hold on, let's scrap that one. Let's do second play we were able to do that a couple of times yesterday because our pace and tempo um the only time he took in the second half was a very necessary one when we was playing with house money we was going into our own end zone right it it kind of made me think like then i saw the piece that steve Irvine put out and it talked about 
how much the players love them and they want to play for them and how they take personal responsibility for a lot of the games, even though I, and I, and I get it. And I probably, they should take responsibility for Liberty, but, um, I mean, I get it, but most of those games were coaching. Let's be real. Yeah. Um, he was put into a position to where we wasn't, we were looking to win championships. We weren't looking for growth, but I mean, you can't, we can't have our cake and eat it too because of, you know, the position we put him in. Exactly. But we, I feel like we have seen the growth. So it poses the question. I know it, it was assumed, especially about me, that, hey, he's out of here. You know, like we, we were looking for guys, you know, Kane Womax, the Tyson Hiltons, the guys. But I asked this, you know, depending on how he finished these last two games, and the circumstances that he was faced with and how he's been looking lately coaching. I mean, I would still like to at least see a new offensive coordinator, like let them run it so he can actually manage the game as a head coach. But I still pose that I would not be 100% if that was the case, if we brought in a Brian Ellis or something. Mm -hmm. I would not 100% be against letting this man head coach again because of his the growth that he's shown the situation when i when i take everything i know this is it i know this is not what i've been saying lately uh, or not what i've assumed lately but once you look at the totality of things that we still have two more important games to go it's kind of it puts an ad i do not i do i own envy the ad at all because it's it's a tough call to make especially if a guy has grown this much in the second half of a year in the position that he was put in it's just a tough call to make and i think he probably showed a lot because north texas was the second best team in this conference and we we kicked their ass right and it was and it was on the back of adjustments Mm -hmm. on the tempo and our coaches dialing up the right passing plays and no penalties. Like when the last time we we've been this team that we 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 ain't we ain't been getting these penalties like that. You know, I know we had the false starts last game, but it it's always like personal fouls and stupid calls that we were getting during the whole during this whole uh, since the return. Mm-hmm. But we've cut a lot of that stuff out, man, and it's like. It just, it just make it tough. I know it was kind of long. It's just trying. I was just trying to explain the terrain of what I was trying to say, and um, make it make sense to where I guess we're in a position to me. If we don't get the guy that we want, like it has to be the guy, I would not be. I would not be against like giving this giving Brian Vincent a full year. Is all I'm saying. Um. I know that's not popular, but I think it's based on the two games left to see if that growth is real or was this is it just fool's gold? You know, I think he's really grown. What what you think? No, yeah, I, I agree um, that he has grown a lot, and I'm a big BV fan. Brian Vincent, it's been super nice to me um, at the facility. Um, He's definitely shown a lot of growth just within these last couple of weeks. I um, mean, you kind of look at the totality of how this season and every loss 
all five of those losses, you can say one or two plays go a different way. UAB wins that ball game. And, you know, take away the Rice game because I think that game was just bonkers anyway. And you kind of see Rice kind of sucks. So really should have <laughs> really won that game. But it was bad like, coaching that game. So, But, hey, but you go back to – you go back to the Bill Clark days. I mean, he couldn't beat Rice. Uh, so last year he couldn't. So, I mean, it seems like everybody has that, you know, what the crap game. And, you know, I'll give that to Vincent. This is what the crap game. Coaching definitely could have been better. Um, you know, stupid turnovers, a stupid uh, chunking the deuces up, going in the end zone <laughs> and getting a personal foul. I still don't know what was going on in Debo's head there. But, I mean, I, I agree with you. I, I think – Let's let's see what happened these next two weeks, okay? Because I I was I was not expecting UAB to get it done. I'm glad they were able to get it done on the field um, over a really talented and really good North Texas team. And I think this is one of the most talented North Texas teams we've seen since maybe the Mason Fine era. Because um, you look at what North Texas has done this year. Take away the SMU game. Um, really, every other game like. They've been in it and they've dominated some of these Conference USA games. You know, coming into this game, the only loss in Conference USA they had was to UTSA, and that's a game they damn near should have won. You know, they had led a majority of that game. So for UAB to come out and did what they did yesterday against a extremely talented North Texas team, man, it, it's got you kind of wondering, like, why haven't we played this way all year? Um, but I think it's, you know, a tribute to what you just said. Like, I think – Bryant Vincent has grown throughout this season and he's shown at least the second half of UTSA and this week that he can be a head coach and he can make those uh, halftime adjustments or in-game adjustments and also hey it helps you a hell of a lot when you have your uh, QB1 back there healthy on the field too so that's something that people forget that you know they were you know if, if we had Dylan Hopkins that whole I know you said this Darren if we had Dylan Hopkins out there the whole game against Western Kentucky, there is no way UAB loses that game in Bowling Green. No way. No way. No way at all. We smashed them. And FAU. Oh, yeah. Oh. And FAU. Man, that FAU, like, they're kind of a disaster, too. Now, yeah, I know they just beat the crap out of FIU yesterday, but that's not a really good ball team. You know, UAB, if it had Dylan Hopkins, probably would have won that game, too. And And you look at that, just two or three wins, you're looking at what? seven and three or eight. I mean, you're looking at a different kind of landscape of things when we talk about this season overall. So I'm just saying, hey, if BV can go in there and get it done against LSU next week, and I'm not saying that's going to happen, by the way. We'll get into our LSU preview in a couple of days. But if you can go in there and just show me you can be competitive against a Power 5 team, and that's something UAB hasn't done since the return. Like all these Power 5 games, it seems like, they just took the game off and just rested their team, you know, for the – just play super conservative. If you can show me you can be competitive against a top five team in the country, a college football playoff-worthy uh, team, then, hey, we might need to really have this discussion again. But I, I'm glad you brought it up, Darian. Kudos to Brock Vincent and his coaching staff. So proud of them. So proud of these kids for not giving up on senior day. 21 seniors. Um, a little disappointed in the crowd, but we're not going to get into that. But super proud of this team and, and program as a whole is they just 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 keep battled battle tested, man. Like they could have laid down, you know, you, you go up 14 nothing and you give up 21 unanswered. It's like, oh, you know, what's the meme? Oh, here we go again. Whatever um, from Grand Theft Auto. But 
<laughs> like, like, hey, no. They called back, made halftime adjustments, whooped their butts 24 to nothing in the second half. So kudos to BV, kudos to this UAB team. Let's go get – hey, let, let's go get two more wins, man. Let's go into Tiger Stadium on ESPN2, 8 o'clock at night. I'm going to have to have a couple Red Bulls before I go into the stadium. Yeah. Uh, and maybe, maybe, hey, maybe, maybe a few <laughs> other things, too. But, yeah. hey, let's go in there and show the world. Hey, the way this team is trekking right now, let's show the world. Show the world. Let's go. Let's get let's get bowl eligible on national television. And what a great story that they can talk about on ESPN, too. Let's right. do it. And, and any guys, like anybody can, show, can tell you, like coaches – I can tell you a lot of times you got to look at process over results. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the UTSA game was that, you know, the uh, just seeing the guys grow. I think the, the two most disappointing games this year has to be the Rice game, of course. I mean, Liberty with the turnovers was very frustrating, but I'm talking about coaches to FYI was Rice. I probably would say FAU because yes. – even though Zeno was in there, that was like a full week of practice, and that was not a team that was very good right. in FAU. And we still dropped that one, and we didn't live about Those two games were the ones that's kind of like, like, coaches, what are we doing here? Mm-hmm. You know? But um, to see this UTSA and this North Texas game and to see us, those got those games were the, like the okay. I was not expecting that, especially UTSA, especially with Zeno in, and we actually went up in overtime, you know, mm-hmm. with a chance to win that. Well, I was not expecting that. Um, I was like, and then just to follow it up with the with this one. I know both of those were at home, though. I would like to see these type of games at least on the road, you know. Um, so mm-hmm. we're gonna be at Tiger Stadium. Man, I'm. You wanna see? You wanna? You wanna prove something, coaching? Prove it now. Like, let's see how much these players believe they can win. Right. Like please said, don't take this. Please don't take this game off. And that's something that, you know, I, I don't know for certain, Darren, but that is something behind the scenes that Bill Clark kind of got. You know, there was a word around the country that Bill Clark and that staff took P5 games off. It's like, hey, just give me my paycheck and get out of here with no injuries and let's move on. Let's be yeah. real. I mean, that's what I heard behind, like, you know, around the uh, college football industry is what you, that's what you heard. And yeah, this, this is a opportunity. It's an opportunity. Brian. Yes, exactly. And they yeah. can, they can do, they can be competitive in this game. I, I'm not saying, I, I mean, if they went in and lost, you know, would I be surprised? No, because this is a top five team in the country. But can you go in there and show something and be competitive? Because, you know, LSU is going to be looking at, what UAB all oh, UAB's five and five, you know, we'll just take this game off eight o'clock at night. We'll go to sleep. Hey, if UAB comes in their gunslinging mentality and just effort mentality, UAB can get this thing done. They can be competitive in this ball game. Right. And as a player, that's how you feel. Right. As a as a player, I'm not gonna go out there and say, like I said, when I play center, there's no way you could tell me that no center in the nation was better than me. I don't care with no analyst said or what blah 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 blah. I was right. the best center in the nation and I was I'm I still stand on that to this day because I performed. I performed when we played Florida, right. Tennessee, whatever. It, it didn't matter if it was if it was it was uh, University of Florida or FAU. It doesn't matter. It's football. You put on pads, you put on socks. Exactly. You know, you go you you put on your jersey and you go out there, you play. 
that just, it's the same thing we've been doing since we were little. Right. And those are regular humans. We ain't looking at freaking cyborgs. Mm-hmm. This ain't the Justice League out there. That's, <laughs> no. that's, that's, a, that's a regular dude. Right. That got emotions. He got a mama and daddy just like you do. Mm-hmm. So you go out there and you play ball. Period. Don't sit out there and be like, man, this is such and such team, man. I don't know, bro. Like, well, don't play. <laughs> exactly. You know what I'm saying? If you think you're going to get whooped, look, go out look, there and prove something. Prove all, something, you know? Prove something. And exactly, like, look, you look at Texas A&M's got one of the most talented teams in the country. Look at them three and seven, man. Like, three and it's seven. all about Tevin. It ain't all about talent, man. Just like you said, they put their shoulder pads on the same way we do. Go in there with the mindset like, hey, you ain't beat. There's nothing to lose. Ain't nothing to lose. You can't win. A, you can't win a conference title right now. LSU, they're gonna probably be look, over overlooking you trying to get to that uh, SEC championship game, which they just clinched uh, a spot in. Like, hey, go in there, give it to them. Let's ride Debo. Let's ride Skull. Hey, Shrop, you're gonna need to catch some uh, long passes like you've been doing this whole season. Let's go in there with nothing to lose, man. Gunslinger mentality. Take it to them. Take right. it to them. Right, and it's like at least. This, this this is gonna be like the film. If you're trying to get drafted, it's yeah. gonna be one oh, of hey, the films that's gonna pull up. Debo, it's your chance. Hey, it's your chance. You know, you, you you've been doing all this on Stadium and CBS Sports Network, but here you are, offensive line. This is your chance. You're on ESPN two, the only game going on at eight o'clock. A lot of people gonna be tuning in. This right. is your chance. Go go go! Run over here at Perkins. Right. Oh, he, he's gonna be screaming off the edge, uh, Kadeem Telford. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Show me, show me. You can lock him down because I feel like you're an NFL guy. Are you? Go, go, lock him down. He's he's one of these highly touted freshmen that been making plays. It's a dude out of high school, man. Go, show me what you can do. Show me. I don't care what the the press say or what stars or whatever. You know they they. And, have, and we don't care what Vegas. Say. You know the line, We're recording this at what eight o'clock Sunday morning. We know UAB is going to be like a 24-point underdog. We don't care what the Vegas line is. I don't care, dog. No. Let them be- if they want to bet on the game, let them bet. Shoot. Let's let go in you. there. Let's take care of business, man. <laughs> Nothing to lose. Let's go. One of the funnest games I've ever played was when we went to, like, double overtime or whatever with Tennessee. Oh, yeah. And to see, I remember one thing I did respect about the Tennessee fans. We were walking off the field. They, they clapped for us. It was like, damn, you could tell it was like, damn, we didn't expect y'all to come out here like this. You know what I'm saying? It was, it was right. kind of like a good job. Like, I respect. It's respect. I love going. I thrived off of going into those um, environments to where it's like, hey, you you know Death Valley at night finna be turned up. Oh, you know, they're going to be drinking all day. It's going to be, man. It's rowdy. Gonna <laughs> rowdy. It's, yeah. it's going to be so lit. So it's like, but those are the best games, like, Man, I, I like shitting people up. You know, I don't know, man. Yes. I probably was one of those guys that thrived off hate. <laughs> but I love just talking. It was just that, I don't know, the electricity to where it's like, you know, you fighting. It was special to me. Like, everybody like, oh, man, the crowd. I'm like, no, those are the best games. I don't, I don't know. It's like something to play for. It's like it's so competitive and so much passion. Like, you can't help but get up for it. Right. So those were the best games to play. You have so much opportunity as a player. You have a lot of opportunity as a coach yes. to really show your chops here. Mm-hmm. As a player, if you we, we talking about getting drafted, forget about all the other stuff. I'm talking about your future. You know what I'm saying? 
go out there and you know they're gonna look at this game. Go out there and show them, you know, that you can that you can get separation on this cornerback that's probably gonna go in the second round in the future. Right. You know, in this 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 uh D lineman, this linebacker that's screaming off the edge, you can block him, can you? I believe mm-hmm. in you. Do you believe in you? Well, show me. Exactly. Now it's real, you know. So I wanna see us compete. I saw Arkansas compete. They they barely beat Arkansas. Hey, I know I know right? Arkansas got more talent per se than we do, but I mean they were able to compete. You know, uh, we saw earlier in the year, we saw Notre Dame get beat by Marshall. Yep. And I turn around, I just saw Notre Dame beat Clemson last week. Mm-hmm. You know? So I know Notre Dame was different, new coach that had to figure it out, but still they Notre Dame and LSU that's about equal talent. We got more talent than Marshall do, I believe. <laughs> yeah. So, all I'm saying is we got a we got a coach that I feel like has really grown. We don't got nothing to lose. We got players that feel like they're NFL players. I feel like they are. Yeah. We got some ish to prove here. So, I want us to go in there and take it to them. You know, I... We we done got off into the LSU preview. I got fired up. <laughs> uh, me too, man. Hey, I hope the listeners, I hope y'all are as fired up as we are. But it's like, there's nothing to lose. Like, BV, come out there. Hey, relaxed. Hey, man, you want to hey, you want to go five wide, up-tempo? Let's do it, man. Yeah, hey, let's try let's, some stuff. Let's, hey, yeah. <laughs> LSU going to be like, what in the world? <laughs> what is this? Let's just take it to but, them. Yeah, just be competitive. Let's. Just show me. Just let's be competitive um, in this ball game. Um, but definitely, I can't wait to see what happens these next two weeks. Just need one of them. Need to beat either LSU or Louisiana Tech to get to that sixth uh, win for bowl eligibility. But Darren, we're what forty-two minutes in. Um, I guess we will see you guys probably Wednesday morning to give our official LSU preview. Do we want to get into basketball a little bit before we go? Um. Yeah. I. I I say this. I just, I just yeah, say something people, right quick. Yeah, yeah I just wanted right people quick. to calm down. I know, I know we took a, a, a ugly loss to Toledo, especially the second half after we played pretty well that first half. But man, we missed layups, and you can tell the team is still gelling. I, I, feel, I do feel like the Bigs finally found out who they were offensively that game. But like on, um, sometimes our guards shot selection and they kind of forced up. They was pressing. I know Eric Gaines still doesn't really know his fit on offense yet, hence why he turned the ball over and he forced, like, a couple mid-range shots. Jelly can force some shots, too, because they're still trying to figure out, man, we got a whole bunch of transfers mm-hmm. and everything, so we still need to find our identity Um, some with, with our guards on offense and on defense. Um. We need to find our uh, defensive identity, too, because uh, our help defense left a lot to be desired and everything. I just want people to calm down. Like, basketball and football is different. Basketball is a much longer season, much more games, much more time to kind of get those fits together. And, we, you know, we got Andy Kennedy. Just This team is good. They have the talent. They have the talent. And I know um, how hard Andy Kennedy coached those guys. Just calm down. It was an ugly second half loss to Toledo. They're gonna get it together, man. I I, I was like, I'm a process over results guy. I yeah. saw our bigs figure it out. JV and Davis looked so much better. KJ Buffin looked like he knew where he was supposed to go. 
Ty Brewer, um, Trey Jemison, uh, you know, our bigs, they they both look comfortable. Um, I think Ladarius Brewer, nowhere, and he knows his spot on offense. He's a three-level scorer. He's the guy that he's not the most explosive athlete, but he can shoot threes. He can shoot mid-ranges. He, he, he knows his spot. I think we're really still figuring out the big one. We're still figuring out offensively Eric. Eric Gaines and um, Jelly Walker. I know Jelly can put up points and stuff, but if you look, we need, we need to look at the process. And sometimes those shots he put up are like pressed. Like you can tell he's just going, trying, you know, trying to make something happen. But um, he, they're going to figure out. Like, and then guys like Tony Tony still need to figure it out on offense. Mm-hmm. Um, um, Tyler Beatrum. All of those guys, our guards, are really trying to figure out who they are offensively. Well, not who they are, but where they fit. And um, so once once they get it all together and in jail, and we can get our defense going, we're gonna be good, man. Just chill, chill out, chill out. It's this it, process you got to look at. And let's face it, too. Um, Toledo's a really good team, man. I mean, they're picked to win their conference for like what a second or third year in a row in the MAC. I mean, this was a this was a team that returned like four out of five of their, of their starters from last year. I mean, so this is an experienced team, a really good team. So it's not, you know, it, there's no such thing as a good loss. But this loss, like, as long as Toledo does what they're supposed to do the rest of their season, like, this isn't going to end up, like, biting UAB. And honestly, it was good to get this kind of early on in the season to kind of bring these guys a little bit down to earth, too. Because, you know, all the talk was, like, UAB, this is the most talented uh, basketball team they've had in years. And, you know, high expectations, which there are high expectations. But, hey, let's, you know, like like what Darian said, if we can just figure out a few things, this team's going to be good, man. Yeah, if you look at the game, it was, especially defensively, it was like so many miscommunications you know um we kind of struggle on crisply picking up guys when we're switching out um and then we struggle a lot on like help defense so a lot of their a lot of their drives are like completely one-on-one it felt like and they were they would get downhill and get to the rack and it was like no kind of resistance met at the rack a lot of times you know but mm-hmm. you know, compared to compared to us, when you know they they like you mentioned that this this is an experienced championship level team, and I think that experience was on display because defensively, the way they kind of forced us to certain uh, spots and they sent help here and they were able to scramble there. And you can tell that, and that's when we went on that long drop. You can mm-hmm. tell that they knew where to be, when to be there. They were comfortable with each other. They knew they knew their roles on offense. They knew how to play connective, you know, defense. And um, they met us with the proper resistance. They forced us into those ugly mid-range shots, you know, they or mm-hmm. those turnovers. They forced those because they just knew where to be. It wasn't like they were world beaters on defense. They just knew where to be, and they played together. Give this time, give this team some time to gel. Um, like I said, we figured out the bigs offensively. They look way better than the first game. Now we need to figure out defensively how to be sharp and crisp and connected. And then we figure out, okay, Eric Gaines, this is your role on offense. Okay, Tony, Tony, this is what you do. Okay, Jelly, this is how we're going to create points and space for you. Once we get all of that down, we're going to be per- we're going to be a really good team, y'all. Just chill out, man. We ran into a good team with experience. That's it. 100% agree. And uh, the UAB basketball team will be back in Bartow Wednesday night uh, to take on the Presbyterian. 
Um, but again, UAB football gets the dub over North Texas, forty-one to twenty-one. LSU, we coming for you. Hey, we coming for Death Valley, and we coming, coming in. for the coming for the win. Hey, we hey coming for that dub <laughs> to get the bowl eligibility. What better way? I mean, what is there another better way to do it on national television, ESPN two, eight o'clock to upset a top five playoff aspiration SEC team Let's do in it, their man. stadium? Let's do the thing, man. Let's, let's do it. If and do it, bro. You know, it was embarrassing last year, Georgia. Oh, I was at that game. That was embarrassing. No, they ran up the score so quick. I'm like, what are we doing? Are we playing two-hand touch? Like, what is Man, going on, bro? Couldn't, like, it couldn't was cover the tight end at all. It was embarrassing, dude. We, Yeah, it was It was bad. It was bad. We look like a D3. <laughs> but, hey, let's be competitive. Uh, hey, Darren and I will be back probably Wednesday morning to get you guys ready for that uh, game in Death Valley against the LSU Tigers. But, Darren, you want to close us out? Blazer Nation, we're going to Tiger Stadium. Let's ride.